let me ask you something. Of course. Should, I don't know why, that I am strangely offended by the fact that I don't like how I look as a man on that TikTok filter that's going around right now. Do you know what oh, I'm talking about? I do not look good in that filter. I, look- I, don't, I don't like it at all. I think I still look very feminine. Mind you, I mean, I've got fake lashes and I've got very thick lips, but like I tried to do like the other girls do with like the hoodie and the low hats and the stuff. And I'm like, I'm just, it's too pretty. But I was like offended because people were saying, if you don't like how you look as a man, you should lower your standards. And I'm like, "Mm, no. Um, So I don't know what the filter does, but like my jowls get wider. Like, yeah, yeah. It squares off your jaw. Yeah, it squares off my jaw. And so it makes my head look like a triangle. And it is not a good look for me for some reason. And it just, I don't know. I don't look good. I just look like a grandpa or something. Like a grandpa that's trying to look young. (laughs) I, I mean, I definitely felt like I looked like a female who's trying to appear very masculine. But like can't pull it off because her eyelashes are out to there (laughs) it's just like this isn't working this isn't working at all I just I don't I can't pull off a full beard I guess um yeah I wouldn't look good as a dude but the tattoo filter I look good in that filter for some reason oh yeah I don't I haven't tried that one where it's like a neck tattoo there it goes all over like your chest like a total chest tattoo arms everything i was like oh dang okay Okay. (laughs) i'm happy for that maybe that's a look that my alter ego is head to toe tats like an um head like face tattoos and stuff and i was like oh drama i hello i like you (laughs) right all right, oh, I gotta good. look for that one. Maybe I'm just looking at the wrong filter. Maybe I gotta look for the tats. Yeah, I I definitely look good in like ridiculous filters too, with like the big anime eyes. Th- oh, those yeah. are the filters I look good in. I don't look good in like when they try to do something realistic, like make you look like a man. I look, <laughs> I look I, good I in hear the- you. I hear you. A lot, even a lot of the beauty filters, I'm like, this looks so much like a filter. I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's not made for people with my face shape or like my nose is, you know, I don't know, like my proportions. I don't know. But like some of the filters, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I just, I look like I'm using a filter. It doesn't look right. Exactly. Like, that's what I. Anybody's cheekbones this sharp? What the fuck? Yeah, or even the eye, the eye one, when they're yeah. like, these are the eyes that you're supposed to have, or I don't know, the TikTok thing with yeah. the eye color. I look like, um, it just looks like you just copied and pasted something of your eyes on me. I'm like, this doesn't even look cool. It looks ridiculous. Yep. It just doesn't look, it doesn't look like it's plausible. <laughs> Not at way. all. Not I am- at all. 
I went through a phase. I mean, I've been through many phases, but I went through one phase in particular where I like tried different colored uh, eye contacts. Just oh, I wanted to try too. different colors because I was like, brown is so boring and I didn't love myself and blah, blah, blah. And so I quickly realized that just it's maybe it's because of like my dark features or my skin tone or whatever it is. But I cannot pull off like a very light eye. It does not look in any way natural. I do know that there are women out there. I've seen them with like beautiful crystal blue eyes and jet black hair. But yeah. that's not me. That's not me. The only thing that's even close is like if I can do a dark green, I can. That's maybe it looks natural. But that's it. Oh yeah, the the where they have eyes that look like super scandinavian and the like jet black hair it's crazy um i know what you mean but yeah i went through the colored contact phase too and i had green contacts that made my eyes look like emerald <laughs> and yeah, i was yeah. dating this guy <laughs> and there was one day it was like after a month or something we finally went out in daylight and he saw my eyes he's like i never saw your eyes in daylight they're really cool I'm like, yeah, it's natural. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's natural. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Just be that, young and setting yourself up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm never going to take out my contacts ever again for as long as we're dating. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty much. And so, which you can't do that because if your contact ever moves in your eyeball, there's a color contact moving around in your eyeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Oh, it's like here, 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 hun. Uh, you can have the contacts. I'm out. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the things so, we do. And um, let's um, let's see. Just real quick, because I know I'm gonna forget. I need to do a quick shout out to two of my son's friends that he turned on to our podcast. I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but now I have their names. So Caroline and Grace, thanks for listening. Um, maybe not tell your parents that I'm like a mom, <laughs> and that you're like your friend's mom. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I'm super excited that like my kids now plug me to their friends. I'm like, yes, this is what I had you for. Yes. Well, now I'm super self-conscious on every single episode I ever pick. Thanks a lot. No, I'm Why? so happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because we've got more followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. With our level of anxiety, we would be second-guessing ourselves anyway. Exactly. A hundred listeners, a thousand listeners. We're going to question it every time. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. So... Well, for today's episode, I have I have a couple different options. I've been a busy bee, so I have a couple different options. If you want um, something kind of like hilarious, it's still true crime related, but it's um, the weirdest ways people have died throughout history. You know, or, I'm kind of feeling that. I kind of feeling like we need a little lightheartedness to okay. just shake it up a bit. Okay. Because the other one I have is like, um, like, how the heck do people die of like dysentery? Like, what is dysentery? Like, 
that's some old timey disease that like it doesn't really happen anymore but anyways i did um some research throughout time of um um some of the more interesting colorful ways <laughs> Oh. It sounds like the way you worded it made it sound like I went back in time I did. to find these people and ask them what it was like to die this way. <laughs> I got in my way, way back machine. It was like Bill and Ted's <laughs> Excellent Adventure. Awesome. And um, yeah, so here we go. I'm going to just start off with number one. So in the year 892... Yes, 892. That was correct. I had to double check that. <laughs> okay, okay. In the Norwegian islands, the Norse legends speak of Sigurd the Mighty Orkney. So Sigurd earned his name from his conquest of pirating land in northern Scotland. In one of his sagas, he was feeling very proud of himself because he killed his foe, Mael Brigitte. It's M-A-E. There's way too many vowels in his name, so we'll just call him Brigitte. Brigitte? Brigitte. Sounds good. Brigitte. This was because he brought 80 men to a 40-man-sided battle. He was so proud of this little win that he cut off Brigitte's head and strapped it to the side of his horse's saddle. But unfortunately for Sigurd, the head sat in such a way that Brigti's buck teeth, they started to rub against his legs, which created an open wound. <gasps> the wound became infected and inflamed, and Sigurd eventually died as a result. So after Sigurd's death, his son also died, and then his reign crumbled too. So this guy who was famous for like a Norwegian god for pirating lands all over, you know, the United Kingdom. Cut off a guy's head, but the guy's head's teeth gnawed on his leg and he died. That is, that is some, um, I bet you that Scottish guy must have had like some like curse ready to go like when i die the person who kills me gets hexed because can you imagine what are the odds that his his buck teeth are literally gonna like make a wound in mm -hmm. his conqueror's leg that is some some karma shit right there isn't that like a lesson in pride right there like mm -hmm. oh. how the how the mighty fall and then <laughs> I did, I was just, I kept reading about that because I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Because like his son also died right away after that too. And then his wife, I mean, there's nothing fun about slavery, obviously, but just his whole like family crumbled and his wife was sold into slavery. Like it just went, he went from being number one to zero. Like wow in just Real a short quick. time so next um so game of thrones i love game of thrones yeah parts love of me, it game of thrones. based on a true story stop yes tell me <laughs> it's so good so remember i don't know if you remember exactly but season four 
Tyron Lannister took Joffrey's bow and killed his father, Tywin Lannister, for sleeping with Shay. Oh, and yeah. the whole thing was when his dad was taking a dump on the <laughs> toilet. Yep. <laughs> on the privy. On the privy. Um, and his dad was like, you don't have the guts. Like, you won't do it. You'll never do it. And Tywin was like, bloop, and killed him. Yep. That happened in real life. In 1016, <laughs> Edmund Ironside had become king, sort of by, like, a default, because his brothers died. And he had been sitting on the privy, and he was killed by an ass, I'm going to say ass-assin, <laughs> an assassin. He was hiding in the toilet, like, in an outhouse. Damn, I hope somebody paid that guy money. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Edmund was sitting on the toilet and stabbed from underneath several times. Obviously, dying that way is a terrible way to go. Yeah. But imagine the assassin's night in the toilet. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> that couldn't have been too good either. No, I mean, he had to have been waiting there a while. And who knows how many people used it before the right guy used it. <laughs> right? Oh, no. And um, there's also a similar occurrence of the event happening with a crossbow instead. However, it's never actually proven. Um, like, they have it written down, but they don't have, like, the bodies to prove it because... Um, in the 16th century in England, there was a dissolution of monasteries. So many of the remains um, of the actual facts are unclear. So, like, they have the stories saying that it happened, but they don't have the actual physical evidence um, yeah. to prove it. But I just think I was like, oh, my God, that. <laughs> oh, my God, I mean, that tracks. It's believable. I'll go for it. It's it doesn't sound like that that's not um that sounds like something like an assassin would share with his uh, buddies, right? Like your coworkers, like listen, the best place <laughs> is to wait in the outhouse. Wait till their pants are down. You can't do anything <laughs> to fight you back. They're done. Exactly. Innovative. Um so the patron saint of comedians so for, for any of the Catholics out there, his origin story is when he was a deacon and he was actually being roasted alive. I don't know his backstory of why he was being roasted alive, but while he was um, being murdered, he told his captors, um, turn me over, I'm done on this side. <laughs> And now he is the patron saint of chefs and comedians. Of <laughs> chefs? Oh, no. <laughs> they couldn't have, for, I get for the comedians, but like for the chefs, could they not have picked someone who like fed the hungry, like fed the poor? You have to right? pick the guy who literally got cooked. There has to be more like he was like, I don't know. Maybe he did something like that, but. I just, I can't believe that. Well, I mean, so a lot of the saints in Catholicism um, 
are plucked right out of the time when if you were going around and preaching this Christianity that could get you killed. And um, Mm -hmm. pretty much, I mean, there's like a couple of hundred years where the church, I mean, these people might have been awful people in real life, but it's basically like, well, you're a martyr if you died for your faith, automatic, like consideration for being a saint. And if you did something that was memorable, okay, you're a saint. (laughs) Really, that's like the only criteria. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's just one of those things that happened, but I, I think that is so funny. Oh man. Uh, Good for him to give them one (laughs) last, like, fuck you. (laughs) Turn me over. I'm done. (laughs) Um, Next 1387, Charles II. He fell ill, consulted his physician. The doctor ordered him to be wrapped in linen cloth soaked in brandy. So he was basically like in a really boozy sleeping bag. I don't know if it was like the alcohol content was supposed to like take care of his infection. I'm not really sure. But one of his female attendants um, had to sew the sack and tie the knot to finish the stitch. And she didn't have any scissors handy. So she had to use a candle to burn the end with the thread. And this is actually a tactic that Josh uses on all of his military uniforms. If he has a loose thread, he grabs a lighter and just singes the, like, excess threads. Yeah, yeah, he'll stop it from running. So, but if you're in a brandy-soaked sleeping bag and your attendant lights a match to singe a little stitch, it will immediately catch fire causing Charles II to burn to death. So he was basically a giant flambe. A kebab. Oh, boy. Wow. I'm sure she was fired from that position immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Isn't that insane? That's just one of those things that's like, you know she's a a servant girl she probably has like no wits about her not not that they're dumb but like no formal education like you sometimes I mean even I do dumb shit like that like just the littlest thing you forget like oh yeah alcohol is very um flammable (laughs) and yeah yeah. boom wow that's awful I, yeah, that's, I mean, I don't think that's the worst way to go, but that's definitely up there on the list for one of the worst ways to go is getting burned alive. Yeah. Just, oh, well, but anyways, um, lastly, the American novelist. Oh, I have, um, I have a good story for this one too, but the American novelist and short story writer. Sherwood Anderson died to damage of his internal organs after accidentally swallowing a toothpick. I, um, so that isn't that interesting, but on one of my very first dates with Josh, and he still continues to do this to this day, we were like at a bar and he put his toothpick from his sandwich, like in my food and just to like be cute or whatever and I didn't realize it and so I had bit the toothpick 
And I was no. so, like, embarrassed. Like, I didn't want to spit out my food. I was concentrating so hard on, like, trying to be cute and cool. And I could not imagine spitting out my food in front of, like, a guy I liked because I was way too self-conscious. So I... And I didn't know what this thing was inside my mouth until I looked inside oh. my food. And I was like, I just bit a toothpick and it's in my mouth right now. And I freaking swallowed it. No! I did. I like, I was like, I'm taking one for the team. And so I just like, I did it. And then I was like, whatever happens, happens. But I just have to look cute right now. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> and so ever since then... I like I did tell Josh eventually he's like oh my god you could have really hurt yourself you could have like died and then I read this how like this novelist um bit a toothpick and swallowed it and freaking died and I was like oh my god I could could have been dead any day now (laughs) (laughs) it was like 10 years ago but I I was like okay let that be a lesson don't worry about ever being cute on a date. Like, if that happened to me now, I'd be like, oh, fuck. I just bit a toothpick. But I was yeah. so scared of, like, <laughs> being embarrassed. Not looking cool. Exactly. Forget about that shit. Oh, my Do God. Do not swallow a toothpick because it will kill you. Yes, please don't. Please don't. That's that's not a, that's not a great idea. It's um, Let's prioritize breathing over yeah. looking cool. <laughs> like tearing up your insides for whatever reason oh my god boy oh you're so lucky that passed through without a problem <laughs> right like what the you really could it like it could nick your esophagus while you're going while it's going down it could like get nicked once it's in like your stomach or your intestines like you have some real problems you really could get really hurt yeah, yeah. it was a good solid it was a bite I took a bite out of it. Wow. <laughs> That's, I can't, um, we went to um, a, a party a few days ago and I ordered sea bass because that's not really offered in a lot of places that we go. But I forgot that there's bones in fish. I don't eat a uh, lot of, I don't yeah. like, and I'm not really like a fish person. Um, but, I'm eating it and I was eating it really carefully. But at one point I felt like one of the, like, I don't know, whatever spine or you call it, like in my mouth, no shame. I stuck my fingers right in my mouth. Cause I could feel it like starting to poke like the side of my cheek. Hells no. I don't care what it looks like. I'm not going to go down on a fish bone. Yeah. Nope. There's no shame in it. And plus it happens to everybody. Everybody does it. It's like the most yeah. natural thing in the world. Everybody eats. <laughs> everybody goes out to eat <laughs> and plus everyone's worried about themselves and what they look like no one's looking at you anyway yeah and I mean you're not going to care if, if you're dead so exactly. let's live like to embarrass ourselves another day <laughs> uh, so yeah the, those were the weirdest ways it was a little bit shorter than usual but I just thought it was so funny that I I was having so much fun reading some of them there were a couple others that I had read like but they they were too normal they were too normal Mm. they were on every list every Wikipedia Uh, I'm sure everyone's heard of them so 
you know, it's it's tough in in um, I want to say in our line of work, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it really is. Um, we get desensitized really fast. Yeah. So like when I'm talking to people, I'm like. Yeah, I don't, you know, Ted Bundy didn't really kill that many people. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll look at stories and be like, oh, they only killed two people? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> that's just because um, we get desensitized to yeah. the violence. True. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> it's um, it probably would be shocking to a lot of people all the different ways that you can die. Stupid ways that people die. Like, mm-hmm. people swallowing things unknowingly um i mean my personal weird favorite to die is spontaneous combustion that's my favorite like conspiracy how do you think it's a conspiracy well it also is like mysterious like how did yes it happened like you could just like go to sleep one night and your body like disappears if essentially like you're a pile yeah Yeah. well there's usually there's usually something left usually something of the extremities so like lower legs or your hands um but your entire torso and skull is gone yeah it's it's so like bizarre and for the longest time like people had no idea what was happening they thought it was um what were some of the ways that people thought they first they first thought that maybe it was because people were smoking inside in like closed rooms and that somehow like the heat or the ash like burst or whatever but i mean spontaneous combustion has been documented back like hundreds of years so that's the only reason i'm like it can't be a conspiracy unless it's like some funny alien joke because Mm -hmm. like how are we how are we doing it um i mean supremely rare but there are enough documented cases to make it you know a scary thing and then they thought for a while that it was because of alcohol consumption like these Mm. people were heavy drinkers and then they would light a cigarette and basically their theory was they're just so liquored up like that guy in bed that they just went up in flames but the doctors you know who performed the autopsies and looked over the crime scene were like but if you burned to death you would still have like you wouldn't completely burn down to nothing. These people end up as like these gooey puddles and it's like, yeah, you're gone. And it happens really fast. They're like, you, you would not burn that way. Like a fire wouldn't spread that way. It, it doesn't work like that. You can't just make yourself burst into like a firework basically. Um, and at this point, Scientists still don't know what causes it. Mind you, we still don't know a hell of a lot. (laughs) So kind of par for the course. But like the most recent research says that it must, you know, quote, it must be, you know, we have all these chemicals in our body. Like people forget what we're made of. We are made of like very flammable things. We're made of chemicals. There's very specific acid balances in your body from cell to cell. And so their thinking is that somehow in these people where it happened, that those gases got trapped or, you know, 
were exposed to one another in a way that was abnormal and caused this combustion because, you know, how else would it, how else would it happen? You know what I mean? Like there was Mm -hmm. really no other link between every single case of spontaneous combustion, except that it tends to happen to women more than men. Yeah. Definitely middle age. So like it's never documented as happening to a child or a young adult or an old person. It's always like thirties, forties, fifties, and they tend to be um, larger in proportion, but not, not, I mean, you listen, you have my 600 pound life. Those people are not combusting. So, but th- that's the only thing they could think of is that this additional abdominal girth in these patients, somehow in the abdominal cavity, there was something that mixed together that shouldn't have. But, so, you know, um, who knows? Yeah, I've heard, I mean, it could be anything from like methane gas buildup to acetone. Um, cause it could be related to like al- alcoholism, diabetes, your diet, whatever, but yeah. do not Google the images. It, well, nope. it's so bizarre I mean, it, cause there'll be like a, you do what you want, but they're not pretty. <laughs> it's just weird because there's no fire damage nope. on like the wall or chair that they're sitting in, but there's right, like right. a leg left over. And like yeah. no fire damage, but there's no body. Yeah, and the pieces of like leg or hand that are left over are like perfect. They're le- they're not even charred. And if you were yeah. burning to death at that level where it's from head to toe, then why did it leave your perfect manicured left foot? Like it makes no sense. And like all the furniture around them is fine. Like the chairs are not burnt. The car- like nothing. It's just yeah. I think the, the one of the first documented ones back in like the 1700s or 1800s is like the maid said she heard almost like a small yelp from the room where she had served her madame her nightly cordial and gotten her into her pajamas and all of this. So she went back in and literally this lady was reduced to nothing other than her legs and a puddle of what she used to be it's so bizarre yeah yeah super super weird um so yeah i mean the only conspiracy i could imagine is if there's somebody out there like testing shit on humans because otherwise that's a hell of a conspiracy i don't know where they're going with that yeah it's bizarre it it's just so because like if you have to i mean if you cremate a body that's like thousands of degrees like it would yes blow up everything around so yes yes and still even when a body is cremated you have large chunks of bone left over it you know it doesn't all just vaporize so it, it is completely bizarre um it's bizarre that whatever fire or heat or chemical reaction is happening seems to at the end of it all there's like a lot of apparently these puddles are mostly like fat cells but if that's what caught on fire was that they had extra fat and they were liquored up then wouldn't the fat have burned off first you know what i'm saying like fat melts and like it's gone 
So mm. it is. It's one of the craziest ways I've ever heard of the ways people can die. Um, but at least it's quick. Yeah. You know. It's true. It's, it happens real quick. And you don't see it coming. It's like they melt. It's like yeah. they melted. Yeah. It's real bizarre. Real crazy. Um, and there are people who think it's not real. Guys, it, no, it is real. It's in, like, medical textbooks. Um, but, yeah, don't, don't Google it unless you're ready to see some real ugly pictures. His skull. And there's no signs of any foul play and there's no struggle or anything. That's why a, a lot of times if people have head injuries, you don't let them go to sleep. You keep them awake because you need to monitor them and be monitoring constantly, you know, their pupils, their consciousness. Are they still talking, you know, straight? Um, because if there is a bleed or something, things can go south real fast. And... Um, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be the first one that that's happened to. Um, a lot of people, they hurt themselves and they don't realize how badly they're hurt. And it's sad because, I mean, unless he saw like a lot of blood or something from the bump, you know, if, if it was all blood that went inward, you know, and just, uh, you know, was swelling up by his brain and he didn't know and didn't feel, you know, maybe he didn't, it didn't feel any, you know, pain. Why would you go to the doctor if, you know, you just fell and hit your head? Maybe he hit it on, like, a bathroom or a kitchen counter. Those things fucking scare me. I'm always afraid that, like, if you fall, it's not the fall that's going to hurt you. I'm always afraid of, like, heads hitting edges for some reason. Mm. It gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, so that's that's sad. I mean, like, Poor I just want to know how he hit his head. Did he, like, fall in the bathroom? Or, like, did he hit the back of his head getting out of the, getting in or out of the rental car uh, or something? I've got to imagine that it, it was a, it had to have been a fall where he was from full standing to being all the way down. So I doubt it would be because he was getting, you know, in and out of a car and bumped the edge of the door. I don't think that's enough force. So most likely, and I, I have seen this happen to people it's a fall in the bathroom that's most likely it Dang. if it's not that you know sometimes people will have a heart attack or a stroke and then as they're falling they hit something yeah, but if something. they're saying like no his heart looks fine everything else looks fine then yeah he probably slipped and fell in the bathroom or in the shower that's so weird you feel like it's not plausible. Why do you think it's weird? I don't know. Like, because he's I think perfectly... people underestimate, like, how dangerous falls are. Like, for That's me true. as a nurse, and for any nurses and doctors out there, anybody who works in healthcare, you guys know falls, a patient falling is, like, the absolute worst thing. It, nothing good ever comes of it. <laughs> besides the lawsuits and the screaming like a patient falling can absolutely cause something like that to happen and i like i don't want to say it's common but it's not that unusual and that's why a lot of time especially like for my elderly patients or yeah. if they're on blood thinners we don't know what kind of medications bob was on mm -hmm. if they're i tell them if they're on blood thinners especially like if you fall even if you don't feel hurt, you should go get checked. 
immediately, not even wait, because especially if you fell and hit your head, had any kind of loss of consciousness, you don't remember falling, you wake up on the floor, anything like that, even if nothing hurts, even if you are not bleeding, we tell them to go to the ER. Okay. Well, fine. I just, I mean, I, mean, like, I don't think anyone had it out for him. He's a nice guy, right? He seemed nice. But I was just like, could, I just wanted more of a story. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I hear you. I always want more details. Um, so there was an incident here just about a week ago. And it was at um, Hackensack Hospital in New Jersey. It was very vague on details. All they would say in the article was that there was a travel nurse, a male travel nurse. They know who this man is. He got into what I assume is some kind of argument or tumultuous relationship with a coworker. And he walked in last Sunday into the break room and he set that nurse on fire. What? Yeah. Then he ran for it. The cops were like putting out, you know, all the, I don't know, what do they call them? APBs, PBOs, Bolo. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, go find this guy. He ended up, um, I don't know where, but he ended up in a completely different part of New Jersey down by like Camden, which is like a good three hours away from this other hospital. And he killed himself. But they don't say how he killed himself or if he wasn't in, like, his house or a hotel or whatever. We just know that he's dead. And the nurse he set on fire, as far as I can tell from the reports, is alive. But, yeah, crazy shit. Crazy shit happens all the time. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, I wanted more details. I'm like, well, did he set her on fire? Like, how? Like, how? He walked in with gasoline to the hospital and nobody could smell it. Nobody noticed what the fuck, guys? Where's the That's security? So My God. It it was um it's so sad. You know, it also just like it's it's very triggering because um eighty percent of workplace violence happens against medical personnel. Medical yeah. personnel, EMTs, whatever you are, you are more likely to be smacked, spit at, bit kicked punched in the face however it is still not a federal offense to hit a healthcare worker yeah and so nurses are like can you do that the way you do it for police that if somebody punches us that there's a serious you know consequence to that but they're like nah no that's okay guys keep reusing your n95s we don't need to protect you from crazy people that should be like a message to the world with all the crazy shit that's going on in the medical field right now that uh, I know abuse towards medical professionals should mm-hmm. be held to a standard like you should not have to put up with that right this is what I'm, I'm like it's not even that much of a stretch we're not asking you to you know we're not making sandwiches we're <laughs> We're taking care of patients, and I hate to say it, but I think the the a lot of that violence happens to nurses and nursing aides, even that work in long term care. Oh, and yeah. I understand that some patients there's mental illness, 
some patients, they're going through a detox. However, you also have plenty of people who just do it because they're out of control, you know, and there has to be something put in place. Well, <laughs> there should be something put in place. I say have to, but I don't run the world. So, yeah, it's um, you don't punch a cop, but you can you could punch a doctor. Yeah, apparently, like, I, I, I would I don't know how people run an emergency room and stay sane. Like, those people that go to the emergency room are, like... Wiling. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. Plus, plus, I mean, so there's this... We're going off topic. I'll cut this part out. But there's this whole thing going around on TikTok right now between nurses. There was a nurse. I think he's a nurse anyway. Like, everything about his TikTok is he's a nurse in an ER. And he put up a video and his video you know he does a lot of comedy and he has pissed off nurses before and in his video he basically was saying oh you don't want to stay in bed not a problem we can help you stay in bed with restraints and I understand why some people saw that video and thought it was not funny and callous Whatever you like, a lot of nurses went nuts about this. Also, a lot of people in um, the community who have mental illness mm -hmm. came out and said, you know, this is why we don't want to go to hospitals is because of the stigma and they're going to handcuff us to beds. And but what people don't understand when like all this stuff is flying around on the Internet. If you are not a nurse if you have not a healthcare worker, if you have no idea how it works, how restraints work, how they're prescribed, how chemical restraints, meaning it like if I gave you an injection or yeah. a pill to subdue you, that is the same as me strapping you down. Right. It just depends what I need to use that's going to be the least restrictive for a patient. Like there, it is so difficult Nowadays, and I know back in other times, you know, people who were having mental breakdowns were treated terribly. You know, people who were detoxing treated terribly. But nurses and doctors do not go to work thinking, ooh, who can I tie to a bed today? That's it's a lot of fucking paperwork. It, may, it, makes, it makes it so that you have to check on your patient more often. You have to take off the restraints as soon as possible. We can't even get an order for a restraint, which we do need an order for, until it is like absolutely net. Like if that patient is continuing to like rip out their tubes or running around the hospital trying to stab people, okay, they need to be restrained for their own safety and the safety of others. Yeah. But it's just, it's become like this whole big thing uh, with the nurses, all the nurses fighting with each other. I, I understand it maybe was not in great taste. I was not offended and I am a, both a nurse and I have mental illness. So mm -hmm. I was like, listen, if, if I can't get a patient to stay in bed and, or they're pulling out their IVs or they're a danger to the other people, then uh, we need to do what we need to do to keep you safe. We don't like it. It's fine. Uh, whatever. People got real up in arms as if going to an ER means you're automatically going to get 
strapped down to a bed. Like that that doesn't happen. Well, don't do things that would require you to be in trouble. How's that sound? I mean, <laughs> so that's what I say to Ron when he tells me about his clients. And I'm like, well, I guess they shouldn't have committed a crime. <laughs> but it's, it's, um, you know, a lot, I do understand the majority of people who are restrained are not restrained because they're necessarily violent or have mental illness. Um, it may be that their medications are not at the right levels and they are literally like completely normal otherwise, but whatever we've given them or whatever they took before coming in is making them act out of control. And so I understand, you know, sometimes even patients they'll go into the hospital, they're fine, happy, not happy, but you know, like not violent. But then a couple of hours later or the next day they become violent. So you know, there's many, many factors that go into it. You know, if you need to go to the ER, you need to go to the ER. Like, but you can't think to yourself, well, mm, I mean, you know, sometimes should I go because they might like what happened? <laughs> sometimes people like just have something bizarre going on, like an infection. That yes. Is. Can I tell you yeah. the most common for me, what I've seen in my nursing career the most common times that I've seen a patient get violent has been when an elderly person gets a really bad bladder infection. I mean, bad enough that, okay, they're in the hospital, guys. And they are, their infection is so bad and the chemicals in their body are so out of whack that they will kick, punch, and spit. And it's not their fault. However, they do need to be restrained. So, you know, it's absolutely can just be the fact that you're sick and that you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people out there going on and on about like, this is why I can't go to an ER. No, you can go to an ER. Nobody's going to tie you down unless you have to be tied down. It's not an easy process, and we get a patient out of it as fast as possible. And I've seen patients tied to beds, and the next day when I see them, they're sitting up, they're fine. So, yeah. you know, it's not like you get locked away in the hospital basement. Uh, people are just, why aren't we worrying about Russia instead, guys? Yeah, or China. I don't know. Like, what's going on in China? important things going on. Shit, what's going on in China? Um, I mean, the Olympics and China is just trying to take over the world. Yeah, but I kind of feel like that's been what their MO is for a while. <laughs> no, just so uh... it's like, eh, you guys are funny. <laughs> Look at it's... them. They're so cute. Yeah, yeah. So anyways. So we've we've talked all about <laughs> how how people die in crazy ways. Now with this new oh I do see the time on this app. But so the question should be should we wrap this one up and then it's up to you. I'm I'm good for time if you want to spit out about tell me the story. All right. So Joseph Fritzel he was born on the 9th of April, 1935, in Amstetten, Austria. 
1956, at the age of 21, he married 17-year-old Rose Marie, and they had seven children, including Elizabeth, who was born in 1966. Fritzl began... reportedly began abusing Elizabeth in 1977 when she was only 11 years old. Elizabeth was 15 and she started a waitressing course and met a friend through her work and they ended up starting like kind of getting into like teenager trouble but they uh, Mm -hmm. ran away but the police found them and returned Elizabeth to her family. That sucks. Exactly. Not knowing what exactly prompted the next series of events, but we can only assume it's because Elizabeth was turning 18 and would be leaving home again, and Joseph was trying to find ways to control her from running away, Um, but he obviously would not allow it. So Joseph Fritzl um, asked his daughter to help him install a door on his newly built like cellar complex he was like finishing off this basement and it creepy the by this time it's 1984 and so she was like okay dad and so he was like all right get behind the door i'll stand over here and he tricked her what he did was he knocked her unconscious with an ether soaked towel and the door that he asked her to help build was what basically sealed her fate for the next 24 years oh my god so this complex that he was building was a soundproof bunker um it was initially um he had her chained with her arms behind her back And she was chained to a bed where she could only move about three feet from the side of the bed. So she could be on the bed and walk around the bed. Um, She was drugged and tied up. And over the next 24 years, she would be raped over 3,000 times and father seven children. Oh my. Ew. Poor thing. Chillingly, Fritzl had been planning this for years. Excavating parts of the garden, the backyard, building a swimming pool, um, even like barbecuing and having parties. Just so he could, because to make it even more soundproof, so if he is building like an entire apartment underground... He put a swimming pool above it. So if she screamed, no one could hear hear because there's a swimming pool above it. Shit. Um, Fritzl convinced his wife that his wife, or Fritzl convinced Rose Marie that their daughter ran away to join a religious sect or like a cult. And Rose Marie, I don't know why she accepted it i think because in her younger years like she would run away for a couple days at a time with her friends um and so she just kind of was like i guess she ran away again she was gonna leave anyways and i think she just 
ran away for good. Question. Um, Did it seem like the wife knew about the sexual abuse that had been going on? We'll get there. Okay. So, six months after Elizabeth was chained, Fritzl finally removed the chains. So, she was chained up for six months um, because it was, according to court documents, hindering his sexual activity. Throughout her captivity, he would beat her, kick her, force her into degrading acts re- because he would want to reenact um, these like violent porn films. So he would rape her several times a day. The cellar, since it was underneath a pool, it was damp, it was dripping, the walls were constantly dripping. So Elizabeth would have to mop it up with towels. There were rats. Um, it was disgusting. She would have to kill them with her bare hands. Oh my god. Um, with no medical care and just disinfectant and a dirty pair of scissors, Elizabeth gave birth to seven babies. Three of the children, Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix, lived underground, never seeing sunlight, and were forced to witness the vile abuse. But Fritzl arranged for three of the children, Lisa, Monica, and Alexander, to be raised upstairs with Rosemarie. Okay. I this part. One child who did not survive birth, um, Fritzl just threw him into the furnace. <gasps> That's the kind of man Joseph was, or is. Fuck me, how? So I don't know why Joseph picked which children to live underground and which children to live upstairs. Did oh, he? They... Sorry, I was. I was just gonna ask if are the children he chose, like all were born in like succession, or were they just like randomly picked, like one of the first ones, one in the middle, like all over the place? So Kirsten is the oldest. She was born in 1988. She lived underground. Um, Stefan was born next. He was born in 1990. He lived underground. Lisa was born in 92 and lived upstairs. Monica and Alexander lived upstairs. They were born in 94 and 96. Felix was born in 2002 and lived underground. This is bizarre. So, I don't know how he chose. Yeah. Um... So, obviously, that's a lot of info. That's heavy. But on the other side, Joseph's wife and family would always be hoping Elizabeth would come home. They thought she just ran away and she was messed up with drugs or with her friends or in a cult. Um, Every night, Rosemary set an extra place at the dinner table for her missing daughter. Um, Until one day, there was a knock on the door. And one of Elizabeth's babies were dropped on the doorstep. Rosemary was just, I mean, of course, in shock, but 
she finally had a grandchild. And of course, she didn't question where the baby came from because she finally had a piece of her daughter. She finally was like, I finally have like a little bit of an answer, like a little piece of her. Like, I, I know Elizabeth is somewhere out there. She has a baby. I mean, she couldn't raise it, so she brought her to me. And mm. now now I have a piece of Elizabeth is where Rosemary was coming from. She had no idea Elizabeth was downstairs. Okay. And she, um, there was, like I'm assuming, like a note, like, hey, mom, here's my baby. Because um, how yeah. else would you know, like, who dropped it off that it wasn't just, like, somebody walking by? Fritzel forced Elizabeth to write letters to Rosemary claiming that she was well, but just unable to care for her children and just begging her mother to raise them. Oh, fuck. Um, If Joseph was ever angry with Elizabeth, he would punish her by turning the electricity off in the cellar for days on end, just letting her live in total darkness. So... That is how she was living um, from 1988. And then in April 2008, Kirsten, her oldest child who was living in the basement, um, something was wrong with Kirsten. Um, I'm not sure exactly what she was ill with, but she started to become sick and Somehow, uncharacteristically, Fritzel drove Kirsten to the hospital, where she was obviously instantly taken into intensive care. Um, police were very concerned about the how pale she was. They wanted to get in touch with the mother. And Elizabeth was watching on TV in the cellar um, the whole ordeal because the police were like, there's this person with no social security number. We don't know where she came from. It's just this man brought a girl to the hospital and we want to get in touch with the mother to figure out why this girl is ill and proceed so like. They don't know. Did how he to drop her, her off like anonymously? Like he wasn't even related to her? Yeah, I don't think he stayed at the hospital with her. I think he just brought her to the hospital and oh, the police. Because I'm like, like, I would keep that guy in handcuffs. There's some there's some questions. Exactly. So Elizabeth was watching the whole ordeal on TV and begged Joseph to set her free because she was like, I need to help my daughter. This is your daughter, too. And incredibly, he relented. He drove her to the hospital. And he, Joseph told Rosemary and the rest of the family that the cult released Elizabeth and he brought Elizabeth to the hospital. And Elizabeth was sitting in, like, the waiting room, and the police and a doctor were, like, an, I don't know if it was an office manager or someone, um, they started to ask her some questions, and um, the only thing she said was, no one will ever believe me. So she took this opportunity to 
share her entire story of how her father locked her in the basement and how Elizabeth is um, a child of incest and that's why her daughter is sick. And that is how the whole ordeal became came to an end. Um, with the ages ranging from six years old to 19, the their nightmare came to an end. The children were given intense therapy for many years, and the whole family are now living under adopted names. With the approval of doctors, um, she no longer is receiving any psych- psychiatric therapies, but she does get on with her life. She's learned to drive. She helps her children with homework. Um, now, just by judging by their ages, obviously, I'm guessing that they're no longer in school, but um, they have moved. They've made friends with other people locally, and she quoted, lost the best years of her life in this cellar, and so she's determined to live every day remaining to be filled with activity. So she is quoted now she loves music and clothes and um the kids uh do have dreams of their own of getting jobs and moving on with their lives and um there is a report as i mean i've tried i i don't know how much i want to dive deep because these people like the kids do not need to be broadcasted all over social media but it was um shared that as late as 2019 that elizabeth was in a relationship and does have her own children so i mean she does have a happy ending of her own um there was a report of some of the other children they did move on and let's see um, they were going to university and what else? They just really want to keep their bubble of privacy around them. There's just very little information about Elizabeth's children today, understandably, but um, Joseph was obviously imprisoned for his crimes. He thinks, I'm going to send you a picture of him because he looks like a smug. I, I would hope that he i mean if not given the death sentence that they locked him away for good um whole lot of good that's going to do because he was probably already old as fuck when they apprehended him but um hopefully his inmates will be giving him a hard time they don't look kindly on child abuse that is insane so as soon as she told them the story the police went and like arrested him at his house I'm assuming. Yes. And um, so he was arrested and he's been imprisoned for um, at least 15 years now. And he was supposed to, he's supposed to still be in prison, but he's 86 years old now. And so now that he is getting up there in age, they are giving him like psychiatric psychological tests to determine whether or not he can stay in prison, which he kept his daughter for 24 years and he's only served 
15 years. And in better fucking conditions than, you know, killing live rats and delivering babies with dirty scissors. Yeah, so... You get medical care in prison. I really don't think that he should be allowed to walk free after having spent less time in captivity than his daughter, like, by a decade. Absolutely. I endorse this message. That man needs to be kept behind bars. Like, what kind of message are you sending to people who imprison humans and make them their slaves? And, wow. Did... Did she have anything ultimately to say about how, you know, she wanted to continue a relationship with her mom or anything? Like, is she good with the family or is she mad? Which would be understandable that you kind of didn't come looking for me. And like nothing. It's crazy. Like the only thing. So I was really curious as to (laughs) because. I understand, like, if Joseph is abusive to the children, he's probably abusive to Rosemary, too. I I understand that. But there were um, a couple of interviews where Rosemary was, like, there was one of the grandchildren sitting on Joseph's lap. And Rosemary was, like, looking at the grandbaby's face and looking at Joseph's face and was just, like they're too similar like something is weird i mean it it looks more like something she said that she thought i mean she had these thoughts in the back of her head but they were so far back in the back of her mind that she was like there has to be steps one through ten before we get to 100 like well and yeah and i mean if if she did truly believe that the babies being left to her were um, her daughters, then I would think that you could pretty much write away uh, a family resemblance because, of course, they are going to look like their grandparents. I mean, some people are spitting images of like yeah. past generations, so I could see how that doesn't tip her off. And I, was... I understand the, the battered so, woman yeah. thing, but, oh, my God. <sighs> I'm hoping she divorced him after it came out. Yes, I I think she did. Um, I truly, I don't remember the details about Rosemary. I don't think she had to testify or anything. Um, she did do a couple of interviews, but there isn't anything like after the trial. So like the last <clears throat> 15 years. Um, but it's, I mean, she's, if Joseph is 86, she's probably also 86 years old right now too. Sure, yeah. She's she's going to be usually up in... Well, right? Did we say she was like 10 years younger than him when he oh, met her, she's right? she's probably 76. Yeah, but she's still, you know, so she's getting on in her years. But mm-hmm. I just, I always wonder, like, what other little things did you miss? You know, all this time that he's spending down in this dungeon. Yeah. You know, where did you think he was? And... Did you not ever think uh, like that something was wrong when her daughter was still at home and there was all that abuse going on? Like, I wonder, you know, did her daughter so, ever try to say anything? Or... I thought that too, because I was like, I get it. Like 
some guys like have their thing where like they hang out in the backyard or some people hang out in the garage or the basement like yeah or he could be at the gym or who knows whatever like i get that so i will post pictures of the basement as well but the um way he set it up so you open the cellar and it it, there's like a room and it's like a pretty like sizely room it's like the size of a dorm i don't know and there's like food storage i don't know there's like a computer i don't remember everything that was down there and then there's like a false wall like a little cubby hole that you would have to like crawl into and then it goes into the rest of the basement where elizabeth was so if you go down there and you're not looking for or you just shove a, a food shelf in front of it you would not see it because you're not even looking it for it like a basement it's yeah just the basement it's just whatever and everything's soundproof because he spent he was building it for like 10 years wow so yeah that was one of my first things too like the if josh spends too much time in the bathroom i like open the door i'm like what are you doing <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so are you still alive here (laughs) like what's going on so you know i mean and i guess it's also you know before cell phones and all that like people could leave and say okay i'll be home later and you couldn't call or text them and say hey where are you no Mm -hmm. no pinging of locations and but yeah that's that to me is one of the scariest things is that you could be asleep next to somebody for decades and not recognize that they are a monster you have no idea oh god or or even if you know because they maybe they beat you or whatever that's still a far jump from that to imprisoning your own child for 24 years you know like your mind how would you make that jump how Uh, everything seems normal like you're having pool parties barbecues hanging out in the garden Raising your grandkid, like everything seems fine, but downstairs your daughter's chained up and like having to kill rats for dinner and living in darkness. Like, I don't know. That's just, it's so sad. And you know what's even sadder is how many cases like this are out there of people (sighs) who have imprisoned women for, you know, dozens of years whether it's their own child or not and you can find a story about anything Mm -hmm. um i wonder why he let certain children live upstairs yeah isn't that so weird like what was what was the process there because it's not like he picked just the boys or just the girls or whatever it's like it seems very random Mm mm-hmm uh and and i am beyond surprised why would he take her to the hospital and not just let her die and bury her you know this is a man who threw babies into a furnace so i wonder why he was moved to take that kid to the hospital just even to take the kid to the hospital never mind his daughter that he had 
he would really have to worry about her opening her mouth. Yeah, and why did... I mean, if she begged enough to get to the hospital... I mean, I'm sure she begged for stuff for a long time. Yeah, you know, know. it's not. I'm sure that she had to beg and pretend. Ugh, I can't even imagine. You know, the games you would have to play to try to get like a fucking bag of chips, fresh water, a new blanket, like ugh. anything. So I can't even. Like, part of me is thinking. You know, she must have offered or made it seem like she was really into something degrading and did that in exchange. But let's be honest. I mean, she was down there. He could have done anything he wanted to her. He didn't have to exchange anything. Yep. So it just seems kind of wild that maybe he was uncertain about how to dispose of like a larger adult body or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, well, it's like. Like, how could you think you'd get away with it? Well, he knew. I don't know if he felt like there was he Kirsten was like the oldest born and it was he knew her longer and like a baby. There's no connection to because it was already dead. Yeah, I mean, if you don't take the time to bond, you won't. (laughs) So... I know that sounds really sick and horrible, but but we're in a sick and horrible world. No, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but oh, oh. So that's Joseph Fritzel. He's still completely mentally competent, so he should not be released from prison. That's all I'm saying. No. That's my message out to the world. Please don't let people like this back out into the world. Please. Don't. He's just gonna build another basement. Even if he doesn't, even if you say, listen, he's an old man, he's got, you know, cancer, he's going to die soon, whatever it is, that's not the point. The point is that he has not paid for what he's done. And at his age, let's be honest, you're not going to rehabilitate him to provide anything useful to the community. He's just going to come out and die at home happy. So why let him out at all? Well, in prison, Whatever medical still, care he can get in prison. He's still walking around having yard time in prison. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Did you let your daughter have yard no. time? Oh, fucking A. No, not at all. So, so I have fuck my that opinions. Shit. Yes, yes. Do do have opinions. That That is horrendous. So, what a monster. Yeah. Fuck Austria. Or, yeah, Austria. That's where he lived. <laughs> it's a very beautiful country. Um, there's there's crazier shit. I mean, that, sh- <laughs> that stuff happens here all the time. You hear about people, you know, have kept one, two, three girls in basements. Um, Just insane, right? It is. To, that's horrifying. Because there's there's no escape there's nothing to do you're just trapped unless someone from the outside is actively looking for you and even then you have to have luck or something weird like this where he finally gives in you know you spend every day thinking that you're going to spend your whole life in that box 
I'm texting you. Know, and you all those times couple. he shut off the lights on her. Oh man, fuck him. No getting out of prison for you, jackass. I'm sending you a picture of him. Let me see his little Grinch face. Ew. You know, he does look like a smug son of a bitch. Does he? He kind of looks a little bit, and my apologies, because this guy's a really great actor, but he looks like an ugly cousin of, um, what's his name? Um, oh, shit. I was just, I just had it in my mind. Is it, uh, not Sutherland Kiefer. Who's his dad? Who's also oh. an actor. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? It looks like he, they could be, yeah. not, obviously he's not as good looking, but it, they kind of have like that square head and the silver hair. Like, Who shit. is his dad? I want to say Donald, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good comparison. That's exactly I just feel like, yeah, looks that, like. that mm-hmm. looks like him. Fuck. Well, that is a good story. I don't know why you were worried about it. (laughs) You did a great job. Very nicely done. Um, May may she and all of her children and grandchildren all continue to live happily in anonymity. They deserve that. Um, Very interesting. And I'll we'll come back to this at like another episode, but I found out recently that you, when you did your whole Mary Bell story, and we talked at the end about how she got out and they let her change her identity so that yeah. she could live her life and her children could live their lives without being persecuted. Do you know that forever after in the UK that was known as Mary Bell's Law, and there's only ever really? been four people that they've awarded it to, where it was situations like that, like somebody that had such, such intense abuse and then they got out and they had their identities like wiped clean, but it actually was named after Mary Bell, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. That's so cool. I didn't either. I guess I I love learning. You learn new things every day. That's what mama said. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. Very good. Um, Let me see. Oh, you sent me pictures of the basement. Oh, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Wow. You, this is funny and it would be really, really like, it's almost impossible. But the only times where I've ever heard about sellers like this being found like by accident is when somebody will go in for like construction or real estate and they measure the outside of the house. And when they measure the inside, there's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even if it's only three feet, there's like a secret room. Contractors will stop and be like, where is that three feet? We need to know where it is and what's there before we go cementing shit. And who knows what, what could be there that'll explode. So, but, but if you did all your own construction and you don't ever sell the house, who's at a barbecue? Like, Hey man, let me measure your house. (laughs) 
no, no, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm glad she got out. That's Ugh. that's incredible. So sad. Me too. Well, <sighs> there you have it. Check for Very extra rooms in your um house. Secret secret doors. Yeah. And that never leads anywhere good. <laughs> um so I don't know. Well, All right, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Natalia. And this is Till Death Do Us Part. 